Brought to you direct from Studio 3B at Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods, the American Hardwood Advisor is your source for trends, tips, and insights into how the building industry has evolved. Join me, Steve Stack, along with guest builders and industry leaders as we talk shop and go in-depth on what it takes to be the best of the best. Dive into topics like architecture, industry trends, project plans, historical tools, tricks of the trade, and life's lessons from more than six decades of experience in the hardwood lumber business. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Stack, Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods. Uh, I'm in Canfield, Ohio, but I'm not coming to you from Studio 3B. I'm bringing American Hardwood Advisor from live from the Mahoning County Fairgrounds right here in Canfield, about three miles away from our shop. And I've got uh, an old buddy, a friend, a uh, local businessman, and a uh, big part of the pumpkin barn here at the Canfield Fair. Tim Parks, Parks Garden Center. Steve. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> this is, this is uh, getting to be old hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of old hat. Okay. Right? I, I, Go ahead. I got the word that you guys were doing this, <laughs> and the person that approached me about participating said, well, they wanted to get some some guys that might have had knew a little of the history. Basically, nice way of saying older guys. So I didn't think we were to that point yet, but but here we are talking about the pumpkin barn. So so they just slid us slid us into one of the slots in Encyclopedia Britannica. Is that I what you're they, saying? I think they did. Yeah. Sorry to say. Yeah. Well, we were just we were just talking about it, and. Uh, we didn't know each other until the late 80s, or late 70s, late 70s excuse me. Yep, yep. And then we started doing our, our math, and I took my boots off, you took your boots off, and we still didn't have enough fingers and toes no, to cover yeah. it. No. We've, we've known each other a long while, bub. And, and who would have thought that, uh, in our case, 50 almost years later, here, here we are, and you've watched You've watched this uh, idea of a few gentlemen back in the day come to life, grow into something uh, not only regionally and nationally, but pretty much internationally, right? You yeah. guys, you guys uh, go head to head with some guys up out of what, Canada? And sure, all across the world, Italy, Spain, you know. So Tim, introduce to the folks, uh, this will be the tie-in at the end, folks the organization that you are very involved in. You host a, a regional way off down at Parks mm -hmm. Garden Center. Mm -hmm. uh, the organization? Ohio Valley Giant Pumpkin Growers. Okay, so that came about how? Well, first of all, I've got to back up just a little previous to what you're talking about. So um, my involvement up here at the Canfield Fair, I mean, I was in 4-H growing up, so it was a big, big part of what I did. And uh, my family was in the landscape business and ended up in the retail garden center business. Right. But I can remember when I was an eight or a nine year old kid going out to Baird Brothers Lumber on Saturday morning with my dad and that had to be like 1969. Yep. And there was the Quonset building with Dick sawing in the Quonset building and Howdy running the loader and we'd go out and get bark mulch. Right. To go out and do landscape work. Right. So I mean, we've got a deep history and uh, how this whole thing came all about was, uh, you know, we've supported the fair 
as a business for a lot of years. And uh, of course, Parks Garden Center, you know, raises all its own pumpkins, gourds, and all that stuff. So we have a natural inclination to this and this pumpkin barn. But uh, got to know one of your founders, Dick Baird, years ago. Uh, we showed pumpkins against each other up here. And Dick was one of those guys, you know, I think Craig and I were talking the other days. When, when you were with Dick, he filled the room, you know, <laughs> and a great guy and helped out everybody. I can't tell you the amount of people I knew that that man gave seeds to, young kids, tried to get them involved in, in the hobby of gardening and growing giant pumpkins. And so we all had this common thread for years and, uh, and we had a lot of fun. I will say that, but uh, Dick was very competitive. And you know, at the end of the year, we'd get done showing at the fair here and it would be like, well, another season's wrapped up. Well, then we started finding out about these other wayoffs across the country and I thought, well, it'd be nice if we could not harvest all of our pumpkins for Labor Day and let these pumpkins continue to grow. Yeah. And if we could continue to grow, we might have a chance to get a personal best, of, you know, or one that was better than other years. So uh, we started looking into it. I'll never forget, we drove down to Circleville, not the Circleville Pumpkin Show, but there was a new way off there. Because somewhere in Circleville, they, you can't show a pumpkin at the Circleville Pumpkin Way Off unless you live within 17 miles of the way off, okay? <laughs> so I questioned for the Circleville people always was, was who lived 18 miles away that you didn't want to show? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> or somebody you didn't want to and, compete And that's against. the level of competition <laughs> and it that it goes to. <laughs> yeah, so anyhow, we all headed down south to, to that other pumpkin show, not the Circleville show, but it was a, a, a neighboring show in Circleville. And it was Dick Baird, Ronnie Moffat, Jerry Rose, and myself. And there was eight pumpkins there, and four of them were from the Canfield area. Yeah. And we looked at each other and said, you know, we need to be doing this for ourselves. Yeah. So I started looking into it and figured out, you know, who this organization was, and we tried to get a... a a pumpkin way off. But one of the best things I ever did, not, not that I do a lot of them, was I figured out at the front end that this was more than one man. Right. We needed to get multiple guys involved. And Dick Baird from Baird Brothers Lumber was one of the founding members of that club, the Ohio Valley Giant Pumpkin Growers. Yeah. So we applied and we've got the way off site. I pulled all those guys into my living room one night, or my, we, actually our dining room, sat around the dining room table, and it was Alan Gibson, Jack Lanterman, Dick Baird, Ronnie Moffat, and myself. And we sat around and said, this is the, what we want to do as a club. And it was to promote the hobby. It, we were uh, nonprofit educational. Right. So we decided at that point we're going to throw seminars, going to educate the people, we're going to share seeds, because at that point it was so competitive. Nobody was sharing seeds and nobody was sharing education, okay? So we put the format to this club together and us five guys worked as a unit to kind of grow and educate the public. We started a seminar and this is where we've been really blessed because over the years we had the support of the county extension office across the road. They gave us a room over there to get everybody through the door and kind of get them all whipped into shape as to what everybody was doing and share the education. And then we turned around and, uh, you know, the Canfield Fair, you know, is working with the club at the same time. We're showing our pumpkins here. So this thing just kind of took on a life of its own. We didn't want to have a newsletter. We didn't want to do any of this. We just wanted to be some guys showing some giant pumpkins. Right. Okay? Every once in a while, I'll get on the phone and talk to one another. Yeah. And 
Well, it took, I mean, it took off and, you know, it got to a point where, you know, okay, when's your newsletter coming out? Well, we don't want to have one. Well, we should probably have a newsletter. And then, are you guys going to have a picnic? Well, we'll have a picnic. And for years, uh, we did a tour and picnic so folks could go out and take a look at uh, giant pumpkins growing in the patch. Yeah. And uh, the Baird family extended their pavilion yeah. that's on the property yeah. there to us. And we had the pumpkin growers uh, picnic there for years. And uh, I mean, we have, we've had literally to that picnic, because Ohio's got quite the reputation, uh, the Ohio Valley Giant Pumpkin Growers, of uh, being one of the top or premier clubs in the world. We've had people from Spain. We've had people from Italy. Um, we've had them from the West Coast multiple times. So, you know, we've kind of become, you know, this, this whole thing has kind of become the fabric of the pumpkin growing community. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a great ride. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, the club's probably, excuse me, two or 300 people members strong. They do seed sales to get seeds out there to the people throughout the year. And, you know, if you want to back it all up, you know, none of us would have ever really gotten to know each other if it hadn't been for the Canfield Fair. Right. You know, it's all an offshoot of that. Yeah, and that's and, and that's so cool. And as as you were as you were explaining that, I I was I, I was thinking of of not only in your group of the pumpkin growers, but in uh, some of the other uh, agricultural exhibits mm -hmm. like the kids in 4-H. It's that camaraderie. Oh yeah. And, and the, the willingness to share information yep. to make each other yep. better. Well, well, I mean, we knew all along, and I think this, this anytime you grow anything, and this is an agricultural fair. Right. I mean, you share it something different, you can't describe it, okay? And you share all these things, and. And for years, the uh, exchange information wasn't there. But once the exchange started, it was like the cork was out of the bottle. And well, that's done a great thing with the community. We've, you know, and, and folks, if you come out here and, and happen to be going through the, the pumpkin building here and looking at the giant pumpkins, you look at some of the, the grand champions and the reserve champions, and they've got them by year. And you can almost see when that happened. The, the two and 300 pound pumpkins, that was that was the range. That was the target, and that in, that information started getting shared. Yep. And the next thing you know, you're having 600-pound pumpkins. Yep. And well, the lid really blew <clears throat> off. And I think you know, I mean, we started, and you can see it. And that's the question I get all the time from most people. And it's really a great thing that the fair does. I have to tell you, because years ago they used to staff this pumpkin barn during the fair with with whomever you know, volunteers, whatever. The fair came to the pumpkin club and said, hey, you guys know more about what's going on with these pumpkins and can answer all the questions. Yeah. How about we get with you guys and you staff the barn, okay? Yeah. So I come up here and I volunteer a day or two and, uh, for the pumpkin club and, uh, and, and the other members volunteer some time and, and, and the fair you know, works it out with us, which is really gracious of them and uh, to benefit the club. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, the most common question is what happened? I mean, they were at this weight forever, and all of a sudden, they're through the, they're through the roof, you know. Yeah. I mean, 1,000 pounds was a big pumpkin, like an unachievable <clears throat> mark. And I mean... It's in the rearview mirror that's now. That's in the rearview mirror, <laughs> and I, I think, 
Uh, I think the world record right now is somewhere around 26 or 2,700 pounds. Oh, my. And they say that that's going to be, uh, that'll, uh, that'll probably go down within the next two years. You'll see the first 3,000-pound pumpkin, okay? So it's, it's crazy how this thing all kind of takes off. I, I will tell you, and I'm part of the pumpkin club, so I'm biased, you know. So I got to share how far this thing's went with everybody. Uh, on an annual basis, they take, there's 100 way off sites across the world. And they take your top 10 pumpkins on an annual basis. They average those weights together, and they determine who the number one way off site is in the world, okay? And I think it's nine of the last 14 years, the Ohio Valley Giant Pumpkin Growers have won that title. So the number one way off in the world, nine of the last 14 years, it's right here in Canfield. Right, right. Okay? I mean, and that's, that's I mean, something that's to be proud of. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're all about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, so. and that, that, that just gains more exposure, and, and, and it just, it snowballs. Yep, oh yeah. It snowballs. And your founder of your company was one of the, was one yeah. of the more gracious guys about doing all that, but he was a competitor, and yeah. that's what kept it fun. Okay, because there's, and I'll tell you a story or two. You don't mind a story, do you? Do we have time for a story? Oh, we got time. <laughs> so one of the founders of the club, Ron Moffat, Jerry Rose had an article, and he was always a longtime grower. You'll see his name on the sign here. Plain Dealer came out and did a picture. Jerry said, I have the biggest pumpkin I've ever had in my life, and I'm going to the Canfield Fair with it, you know? And it's got a picture of him with his hand on the pumpkin, right? So one of, one of the other guys in the club cut the article out of the plain dealer, addressed it to your founder, Dick Berry, <laughs> and said, Dick, see you at the fair. <laughs> well, he shows up at my place. He said, what's this guy trying to tell me? Is he trying to tell me? Is he challenging me? You know, what, what, why not? He was pretty wound up, you know. Well, nobody let on that it was another guy, not Jerry, that sent the letter. Okay. So finally, I told the guy, I said, you better come clean before he sees Jerry Rose, because I'm not sure what's going to happen. Okay. But we've had a great ton of fun with that kind of stuff over the years, and, and, it, and it has been like, it's kind of funny, because everybody shares throughout the year. Oh. But now it's getting to be way off time. Everybody gets and quiet? Everybody gets real quiet, okay? Because we all want to see who's going to have what. And they want to kind of yank the other guy's chain a little bit and all the games and shit that goes on. You know, it's, that's, I think, part of the uh, it's, it, yeah. it. You know what? And, it, and it's, it, it's fun. And, and I, know, I know Dick Baird was, was very proud of, of uh, not only the pumpkins he grew, but the strides that when... You guys started the club, and when he passed, where it was at, and the appreciation he had for fellow members of the club, and this whole fairgrounds in oh. in general. Uh, you know, we're we're as we've been forever. We're down at the Hay and Grain Building, Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods, and another great representation here in in the uh, Pumpkin Building. Uh, we 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 see numbers that. Compared to 1988, it, it's unbelievable. Yep. It's unbelievable. But uh, well, I'll tell you something about Dick. I had, uh, and, you know, and looking back and all these types of things, somebody asked me. One of your employees one day asked me, and Dick's health wasn't great, you know, towards the end there. And he said, you know, he said, I, uh, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, when something happens to Richard, you know. <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, well. 
It's kind of hard to fill somebody's shoes when their feet's still in them, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what, those shoes have been filled. Yeah. What the Baird family has done out there within yeah. the community, support the fair, the community, this pumpkin barn, you know, all part of it. And I think we're all kind of like, you know, interwoven together here. It's all community generated. Yeah. And, and they, yeah. It, it automatically, it, it, it binds, it weaves. And, yep. I and, mean, Craig that was sitting here, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we all kind of grew up together, all it, knew each other. And we're, we're, we're very fortunate and, and at times we, we probably take it for granted because we've always known it, we've always had it. One of, if not the largest county fair in the state of Ohio and, and the board of directors here at the Canfield Fair, uh, they continue to do a phenomenal job. And the work those people do, voluntarily, right. I mean, a volunteer basis to keep this place rolling. I know a little bit of what goes on, you know, and I see what some of these guys do. I know quite a few of them, and, and you know, my hat's off to them. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. They, they deserve a round of applause, and, and uh, you know, they're just, the, they're just common folk, too. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they give of their time, and for the community, to be able to come out and experience this, uh, like I say, we're we're a little bit guilty. We take it for granted. Yeah. We that's what we've always known and had. And but, Tim, my pleasure today. Thank you. Thank you for your involvement here at the Canfield Fairgrounds and the Pumpkin Building. And uh, man, from what I'm seeing, looking around, it's been another good harvest year, and uh, we look forward to many more. Ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, Steve Stack, Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods. Follow along, Baird Brothers on Instagram, Facebook. Follow Mr. Parks, Parks Garden Center on Facebook. And uh, there's going to be more interesting stuff to come. See you next time. For all you folks listening, thanks for talking shop with Baird Brothers Fine Hardwoods. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to stay up to date with the American Hardwood Advisor Series, give us a like and subscribe. For more tips, projects, and inspiration, Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or at BairdBrothers.com. Until next time, 